Shabbat afternoon. The last thing we were doing on Mimtet Amur Aleph, we started a Mishnah about being Tomen in leather, and we discussed what the, what the, uh, what is the Geder of leather when it comes to Hatmana and Muktzeh. And the difference between them and, and the, 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 uh, the pieces of leather that belong to the Baalabite and uh, to the uh, to the Uman. Then we got into the 39 Melachot, where we get it from, the 39 times it says Melacha in the on Shabbat. And we say that we learned everything really out of the Melachat Mishkan. Okay, now we're going back to the Mishnah. We're on Memtet Amud Bet, about four lines from the bottom. It says, Begizet Semer Ve'en Metatelin. We're allowed to be Tomen in shearings of wool, but you're not allowed to carry them. Amarava, Lo Shanu Ela Shelot Taman Bahen. We're only saying that you never, you these uh, Metatelin, that you're not allowed to carry them only when you didn't, uh, you didn't, you weren't Tomen. Aval taman bahin mitaltelinotam. Once you were tomen uh, inside of them, um, then you are allowed to carry them. So that really the Gemara understands uh, two things. Number one, you're allowed to you're allowed to be tomen in gizet semer, and you only you're not allowed to carry them if you never did uh, you never did hatmana. But once you did hatmana, it's okay. So now based on that, the Gemara asks a question. So a person who came to 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 the yeshiva that day asked the rabbi, It says in the Mishnah that we are tomen in gizet semer, but we don't uh, we don't carry that. The muktzeh ketzad who also says, so what should you do? Notel etakisui. Then no float. You take uh, off the uh, you take off the pot cover and they fall off, but uh, you don't actually touch them. So you see, you're not allowed to you touch. You're not allowed to be metal. Tell them, itmar. Rather, if uh, the if the dean was said in the name of Rava, hachi itmar. Amar avaloshanu. You're not allowed to touch these gizets. hadan lehatmana. Meaning, you have to make that. You have to designate them for hatmana purposes forever. And if you didn't uh, do uh, designate them forever, then it's asur to touch on Shabbat. But if I designated them for Tatmana uh, purposes, now I'm allowed to touch them. Itmar Nami. We also have another terutz like this. All this everything is, is if you didn't designate them for Tatmana purposes. You can carry them. Rabbi Naomer Beshel Heptek Shanu. We're talking about piles of shearings of uh, of wool that are meant for selling, and therefore they're muktzeh even after you use them. But enachenami, if you use them only once and you didn't designate them forever, it uh, it uh, what do you call it? Should you should be allowed to carry it? And he brings his brayta. Meaning, you're not allowed to carry them. But if I, if all I do was designate them, then it's, I'm allowed to carry them much about. Now there are other Rishonim and even Rav uh, Haigaon who has different perush to this uh, surya. I'm not going to get into it. Just want to stay on Rashi. Otherwise, we will get mixed up.
but I will mention a question. Uh, like two dapim ago, we did mention in the name of Abaye that Mochin Shel Tzemer, the Shetaman that you were toming inside of them. You know, I touched them on Shabbat, and Tosafot over there already gives us the, our answer that we're talking about. You only know how to touch them if they're in the pile. He says it over there in Mimhet Amud Aleph. And then you have the Ramban's Perush. That the uh, mochin, the kain over there that they were talking about was more hashuv, and uh, you have uh, more perushim. But let's continue. Tanera ba barhana kamederav harayot sheldekel. You have big branches of a palm tree shegedaran naitzim that uh, I cut them in order for uh, to firewood. Vinamla achalehen lishiva. Now I decide I want to sit, I use them as chairs. In order for me to prove that they're there for for sitting purposes, I have to tie them up. And if I didn't tie them up, you know, I'd touch them on Shabbat. Either that uh, shows you that uh, it makes it a keli, or uh, I think there's a Rabbeinu Perahya in the name of Haigaon, and now you have to tie it in a way where it becomes a mat. Either way, you have to do something. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Kasher, just thinking about it is enough. So now, who Tanilav, who Amala, Rabbi Barhana is the one who brought this Brayta, and he also said Halacha Kiraban Shimon ben Gamliel. Itmar. Now we said the Gabedistin. Rav Amar Kosher Ushmuel Amar Hashav. Rav says you could uh, you could just tie it up and and that that you have to make a maase. Ushmuel says just thinking about these uh, pieces of wood that now I'm going to use them as chairs is uh, good enough. The Rav says Amar Yoshev. Rav says now says you have to sit on them. And then they become mutam. Just by sitting on them once before Shabbat makes uh, makes uh, that's it. that makes a whole total, total difference. Now Bishta I understand. Okay, Rav said like Tanakama, you need to tie it. Ushmuel Nami you need to think. where you have to sit on it. Keman it means you have to do an action, but not a strong action. So who do you say it according to? So the Gemara explains ki haitana detanya yotzin bepakorin ubtsipa. You what you can walk out to Rishut Arabim on Shabbat with uh, combed linen that you put on like a like a sort of a bandaid, right? Or uh, wool that's been uh, that's been uh, cleaned up that you put on a on on a like a sort of like a bandaid on a cut. Rabbi Hanel explains that we're talking about like some sort of wig. A person has a cut in his head, so he puts on a wig. Either way, I guess it's uh, I guess, okay. So linen or wool. As long as you uh, you uh, I guess uh, you put some oil on it, you cut, you colored it, uh, you tied it up. Meaning you put it on and it looks like uh, you're wearing clothing. It's not doing it uh, for our purposes. But if you didn't do all that, you're not allowed to walk out with it on Shabbat. It's not clothing, and you, therefore you're not allowed to carry it on Shabbat. And Tosafot goes a step further and says you can't even walk out around with it in your house. Why? Because it's muktzeh. However, here the Brayta changes. If you walked out around before Shabbat for like you know even one hour, now you're allowed to walk out with them. And from here, uh, Rav uh, learned that you have to do some sort of masa, but you don't have to do a full masa. 
Now we also learn from the Baita, Shal Gabehamita, you had a cash, you had the straw or something on the, the bed, and you came to sit over there and you see it over there, uh, you're allowed to shake it off the bed in order to sit on it. You shouldn't shake it off with your hand because it's Mutsev, you know. You could move it with your body in a shinui way. If there's animal food on it and it was there already, or if there was, uh, I don't know, it was on the, it was on your pillow or on your bed from on the couch, and you, that's where you usually see sleep, sit, right? You could even move it with your hand. So what do we learn from here? That uh, this is where Rav says said that if you do it a little bit before Shabbat, then uh, you're good even without the mahshava. So who's the Tana and the Braita before who argues on Rabban Shimon bin Gamliel? And he held that you have to dafka tie it. We said that was Tanakama. Who's this Tanakama? So the Gemara explains, It's Rabbi Hanina bin Akiva. Rabbi Hanina bin Akiva. He went on a Shabbat, I guess, to a place. He saw uh, I guess branches that were cut for uh, I guess for wood purposes uh, go uh, just to think about these so this way uh, you could uh, you, we could uh, sit on them tomorrow now, I, we didn't know if he needed them for a bit mishteh or a bit evil now what do we see? So we understand that Mahshava only works for a Shabbat Hatan or a Bet Evel because why the three day people don't have time to tie. Aval Kashar in but in a regular Shabbat you'd have to tie them up. The Rishonim ask of the here, how do you know that we're talking about Bedavka, Bebet, Evel, Bet, Amishten? And it sounds like from most of the Rishonim that Kanir E, he actually told them Bet, Evel, Bet, Amishten. That's uh, how we got to, to this uh, Diuk. Um, okay. Amar of Yehuda, Machnis Adam Melokupato, Afar, Veoseba, Koltsorko. A person can bring an entire box of dirt on, uh, I guess, out of Shabbat, and you could do whatever you want with it on Shabbat. Uh, meaning you'd use it to, to, to either cover the tsoa or uh, you know, whatever you need to use dirt for. Tarash Mozutra Mishemede Mozutra Raba, Vehushi Yehed Lokeren Zavit. When are you allowed to use this afar? It's only if you, you know, set a corner in the house. So this is a special dirt. Uh, th- this way it's not a uh, batel uh, to the karaka. And then it would have been muktzeh, right? You can't use it. Uh, but here, when you once you set a corner for it, you put it in a box, you, you made it hashuv. Okay, then I'm allowed to use that dirt on Shabbat. Who does review? When review does, says you're allowed to use that afar on Shabbat. Who's he holding? Like, karaban gamliel, Right? The, who said that uh, even if you didn't uh, tie them up, uh, you're allowed to use them. According to Rabbanan, you need uh, some sort of ma'aseh. Now you could even say that he held like, uh, Rabbi Yudah held like Rabbanan. And you're like, why? Hachamim only said you have to do the do maase only in something that you could do a maase. 
אבל מידי דלאו במעשה. You can't do a מעשה תדעפר, how you gonna tie up תעפר? לא, אז therefore חכמים didn't say that you have to do something to something like that, and therefore מחשבה works for the עפר. So let's say this mahloket where you have to do a maaseh or is mahshava enough. Let's say it's mahloket anayim. Why? You're allowed to, I guess, rub the kelim with anything to wash them. I guess you can't, I guess you can't rub them with some sort of which is... Some sort of uh, dirt that uh, you know, that grows in maybe wine barrels or something like that. I guess it it, it, it polishes silver or something like that. And then you're mimahek. I guess you're smoothening it. And I guess okay. Ha neter vehol mutar. So bottom line is you, a different sand, a neter, a different types of uh, soaps or whatever it is. You're allowed to use on Shabbat because they're not they don't uh, smoothen out the silver. Vehatanya neter vehol asur. But we have a bright that says you're not allowed to use the net and hall on silver on Shabbat. My love, aren't we talking about it where uh, you brought uh, you brought a you brought net and or hall or dirt in the house? The question is, let's use let's just uh, talk about the, this uh, dirt, right? Why is one mutar one's asur with the silver with the silver? In one case, you you it, it's a muktzeh case. One uh, one of them you put it at the box in the house and you set a place for it, and the other one. You didn't, right? You did a maaseh. Didn't ma do maaseh? Lo, no. The gemara pushes that away. No. Dechol al ma lo buying a maaseh. No. Nobody needs a maaseh. Vila kashia. So the wise one brought us say yes and no. Har bi Yehuda damad davashem itkaven asur. The brayta that says you're not allowed to use the netter and the hall is going according to Yehuda because if you're going to to make that uh, if you're going to polish that silver or, or smoothen that silver, even though that's not your kavanah, you just want to clean it. Uh, therefore, it's asur davashem itkaven asur. Vha and the brayta that says that 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 it's mutar bi Shimon damad davashem itkaven mutar. So now the Gemara pushes back. The the Brayta that says mutar, you're pushing it. Uh, you're saying it's like Rabbi uh, Shimon. Look at the sefer. But don't uh, don't I guess scrub your hair with uh, with this uh, net there and hold because you're going to pull off your hair. And if uh, and if it's Rabbi Shimon, then uh, you should allow it. Why the Tanan? Nazir hofef umfasves. Avalo Sorek and Nazir could, uh, you know, Nazir can't pull out his uh, hair, whether it's Hol or Shabbat, right? You know that. Um, he's allowed to uh, scrub his hair, right, with this netter and Hol. And he's even allowed to, you know, to undo the knots, right? And we're not worried that he's going to pull out the uh, hair. And that, that's according to the Bishion, but he's not allowed to comb, combing actually pulls it out. And Rashi explains this would become like a pesik reshe. Pesik reshe means it's something that's automatically going to happen. And even Rabbi Shimon would, uh, is on board that that is a sur. Tosfot says a different reason because you have kavana to pull out, uh, to, to pull out the, the loose hairs. 
the one that said Asur and Mutar is both Savar. The one who says Asur says that uh, these, uh, I guess, this hole and it, or the Borit, they're for sure going to, uh, um, they're going to uh, smoothen out uh, the the silver, and therefore he says it even the Vashem Kaven Asur. There's another Tana according to Yudas said no, they're not going to smoothen out the silver, and you're never going to come to any Isur, and therefore he was Matir. Now the Gemara asks, Bemayokimta. Look at the sefer. Mutar. You're allowed to use this netter and hole to, uh, I guess, to wash your uh, face, your hands, and your feet. You're, you're, you're taking off uh, the hair from your face, your hands, and your feet. So, so even if you're not mitkaven, you still have a problem, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Right? Pesikah doesn't even come into here. So the Gemara answers, okay, the Sefa that's Matir, you could you could say it's one of three cases. Ibait Emma Bekatan, I guess there's no hair. Ibait Emma Beisha, a lady doesn't have hair. Ibait Emma Besaris, a person who I guess can't have kids and doesn't have uh, hair, that's one of the Simanim. And therefore he could wash himself with Nitter and hold. And interestingly enough, we're not going to be, uh, I guess we're not going to be Gozer, the Saris, uh, to someone who does have hair, and that's interesting. Okay. Amar of Yehuda, Afar Leventa. Machloket, what this actually means. Does it mean the cement that's been crushed into powder, or does it mean the Levona? Uh, either way, Share, I guess you're allowed to wash your uh, face with it, even if you have a beard. Uh, I guess the hair is not going to come off. Amar of Yosef, Kuspa de Yasmin. Um, residue of sesame share. You're allowed to wash, I guess, your hands with it, your face with it, also, even if you have a beard. Amar of Afar Pilpele. I guess um, crushed peppers. You're allowed to wash your face. Share. You're allowed to wash your face with the even with the beard. Amar of sheshet barda share. But you're allowed the same. The same hetter would be for barda. My barda. What's barda? Amar of Yosef. Tilta hala betilta asa betilta sigle. It's a mixture of ahal, which takes off hair, hadas myrtle betilta sigle, and this I guess another type of grass or herb called sigle. Sigal, Amar bin Hamia bar Yosef, kolecha deleka ruba ahala shapir dami. As long as ahal is not uh, the, I guess, the majority, then it's a mutar. And I guess Rabbin Hamia is, uh, I guess, is more lenient than uh, Rav Yosef in that sense. Okay, ba'om minye merav sheshat. Ask Rav Sheshat. Am I allowed to break open uh, olives on Shabbat? And uh, Rashi explains you want to make them sweet. Um, therefore, you smash them a little bit on a rock. Who allowed you to do such a thing on hol even? You're ruining the food. Now, based on this, Tosafot uh, says, uh, no, you're, if you're making it sweeter, you're not ruining the food. So he says, maybe you're just using it, uh, maybe for your, you're crushing it on it, so you could use the oil for your face or something like that. So maybe the Gemara says, maybe he's arguing on Shmuel. Why? That A person can do whatever he wants with bread on Shabbat, even if it's not for food purposes. Meaning, if I want to put a plate on the bread, I'm allowed. So now, and you see, Rav Sheshat, he's arguing, he's saying, it's, 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 uh, you know, now you're losing, you're losing the food. 
So the Gemara explains, Amre pat lo there would be a difference. Rav Sheshat would agree with Shmuel, but the, the, because bread, if you put a pot on it, not a big deal. But but if you put the, if you scratch the the olive on uh, on the uh, rock, you're ruining it. And it looks like there's no real answer, just uh, a sore because of hefsed ochalin purposes. Um, okay. They brought in front of them. They were sitting together. They brought them barda. Uh, washed their hands with it. Mozutra did not. Amrule. You can't prove from Morzutra that he doesn't hold like Rav Sheshat. Even on hall, even a weekday, Morzutra wouldn't use the Barda. Why? He holds like this Braita. A person can scratch, uh, I guess, uh, scabs or wounds on uh, on his body because he's in pain. But if you're trying to make yourself look nicer, it's Asur. Because that's uh, what ladies do. Loyal bash give us him You can't do that. And by the way, Tosfot says if you're embarrassed because of uh, something, then it's not. Uh, there's no problem with loyal bash. Therefore, you could take it off. Now, ve'inhu keman sevaru. So why would Amemor and Avashir wash their hands from it? Kihatanya, they all like the following. Person has to wash his uh, hands, face, and his feet every day. Everything Hashem created was for his kavod, for Hashem's kavod. And if you're doing it for Hashem's kavod, there is no problem with loyal bash. Before we get into the Mishnah, or go back to the Mishnah, I just uh, want to just veer off a second and just mention that uh, on this Amud, you have a lot of questions over your Halakha Lema'aseh, is uh, washing your hair, what does a lady do before having to go to the Mikveh on Shabbat uh, uh, or Friday night, or these type of questions, or how about uh, cleaning your teeth if you know your teeth are not going to, to bleed, you have strong gums, what is considered Bizui Ochalin, and uh, to what uh, to what uh, degree is loyal bash meaning if i'm a man and i have something dirty on my face on my hand can i cover it up uh, and all these type of questions very interesting uh, sugyo to look into but we, let's move on so now let's go back into the mishnah it said now what was Rabbi Lazar talking about in the mishnah a person has um he put, uh, I guess, uh, shearings of wool into the box. He put the uh, the pot in the the in the box. Now you want to take stuff out. So what do you do? You take you pick up the uh, you to pick up the uh, you pick up the pot cover and you pour the box. And that's how you get the food out. You tilt the box and you pour the food out. Why? Because once you take out the pot, you can uh, the, the I guess the shearings will go all over the place, and now you can't uh, put the the pot back. And Hachamim say you could put it, take it and put it back as you please. So with that, the Gemara starts. Rabbi Lazar ben Omer Kupa Matal Okay, Amar Bi Aba Amar Bi Hiya Bar Hashem Hakol. 
מודים שאם נתקלקלה הגומה שאסור להחזיר. Everyone admits if the, I guess the hole, meaning uh, you put the, the shearings and you made like a hole, uh, and then you put the pot in that hole around the shearings. If it got ruined, you can't put the, you can't put the pot back because uh, you're uh, moving the shearings. Now, like Mara has the question, you could take it, put it back. What are we talking about? If it didn't get, if that hole didn't get ruined, meaning the shearings didn't collapse, what's what's the problem? They're right, right? So why is Rabbi Lazar and arguing? Aren't we talking about a case that the shearings uh, collapse and still Hachamim are matir uh, to put the pot back? And this goes against Rabbi Abba, who said that uh, everyone admits that you're not allowed to put back. So the Gemara answers law. And not a problem on Rabbi Abba. Le'olam de lo nitkalkela. So there's not a problem with the, it didn't get ruined. Ve'hacha bi'hosheshin kamiflage. Here the question is, are we hoshesh, l'chathila, that maybe will come to get ruined and then you might return, you might put it back in the case where it got ruined or not? More savar hosheshin de nitkalkela guma. Rabbi Azab and Azariah felt that, yeah, we are worried that, uh, okay, this time it didn't collapse, next time it will collapse. And the guy said, last time I did it, so this time I'll do it also. Omar Savar and Hachamim held and Hoshishin were not worried about it, uh, about you doing it next time. Of course, we have to ask ourselves, what's the problem with, uh, what, what's the problem with if the, if the hole gets ruined? So as she says, the reason is you might come to move the shearings of wool and it's going to be muktzeh. Tosfot says you might have to really, really move them a lot. And that's not until Tulmin outside wouldn't even like help. Usually till Tulmin outside, like uh, basically pushing it over. Um, with the you know with the shinui it should be mutar in this type of case, um, but here you'd have to move it a lot to make a real hole to be able to put the pot back. Um, the Rambam and the Mishnayot said there's a problem with hatmana, uh, and then uh, you have the Rashba who asked the question, why don't you move it with like a stick or something or like a toothpick, and this way uh, you you're not touching it. So therefore, he explains in the B'shem Rabbeinu Yonah that we're then it's for sure it has to do something with making a, like a hofer guma on Shabbat. It has to do with that. Oh, okay. Amar Avuna, Kusta. There's this type of nice smelling uh, grass that they would put. They would fill a jug with dirt and they would put this uh, grass, this likusta, inside of it. And uh, you take it out, put it back in. Take it out, put it back in. Datsa shalfa v'adar datsa. You took it out, put it back in. Took it out, put it back in. Well, I guess uh, well, uh, I guess on Friday Sharia, you're allowed to uh, take it on Shabbat. I guess you widened up the area, and therefore you don't have to move the dirt, and you don't have a problem with muktzeh. Ve'ilav, and if you didn't do that whole taking it out in and out, asir, you're not allowed to take it out on. You're not allowed to uh, take it out on uh, Shabbat because uh, yeah, I guess you're it's muktzeh. This uh, knife that I guess you stick in between the bricks, I guess that's the way you keep it. That's where you keep the knife. Uh, you you stuck it into the into the bricks. You took it out. You put it back in. Share. You allowed to take it out on Shabbat. asir. And if not, uh, it's asur. I guess it's mishum bone. Uh, yeah, the, the gra brings down from Trumat tradition. It's bone, and again, by the way, there's a question over here. Uh, I think this fat Emet brings it down. Um, 
does it on uh, putting in and out is you have to bedafka do it twice or once is good enough i uh, am either way let's continue you have a knife in between, uh, I guess, the, the branches of some uh, the reed uh, or a uh, or a maybe a palm tree. You have between the branches. You're able to put a knife over there. Um, we're not worried that you're gonna come to cut the uh, you're gonna kind of cut the tree and smoothen it out. Um, you're allowed to leave the knife there. Amar le Rav Mordechai le Rava Matev Rav Ketina Tiyufta. Rav Ketina has a good question on Rav Huna and Shmuel, right? Hatomen lefet utsnanot tahata gefen. A person is tomen. A person wants to hide um, uh, like turnips and uh, radishes under the vine. Imaya miktsat alav megulim. If some of the leaves of the lefet or the tsnon are revealed, eno hoshesh, you don't have to worry worry about Lomi shum kilaim. You're putting uh, turnips with the, under the geffen, right? Under the vine. You don't have to worry about kilaim. Velomi shum shivayit. You don't have to worry about doing that under shemitayir. You're planting. Velomi shum maaser. Meaning you don't have to re-give maaser on this lefet and snon. And here's the big one. Venitalin beshabbat. And you're allowed to take them out on Shabbat if their leaves are a little bit relieved. And you don't have a problem with uh, tolesh. And even though you're moving the afar and you didn't uh, move it back and forth like Rav well said, uh, and you're allowed to do it. Tiuftan, that is a question. That is a refutation on Rav uh, well. Now, by the way, there's that. Uh, there's a few tosafots over here that are very, very, very key. Um, number one, uh, there's uh, the mahloka between Rashi and uh, Tosafot. If it, according to Rashi, even if it's completely covered, it's okay to take out. According to Tosafot, um, you know, your zor- if you completely put it in, it's considered zoraya, and therefore he changes the girsa from miktsat uh, alav to miktsata. Takes away the word uh, alav. He doesn't worry about the leaves. And uh, the Nafkami and other Rishonim explained between Rashi and Tosafot as if roots already came out. According to Rashi, that would be a problem on Shabbat, not uh, Shavi'it and Truma. But, and uh, according to Tosafot, it's, uh, it's okay if some of it is still uh, revealed. The Rishonim over here are very uh, very into the nitty-gritty of what is considered Zeri'a on Shabbat. And uh, we'll see. Uh, if you could take a look if you get a chance. We'll, we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem, Amen, Amen.